This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about four of our favorite reselling secrets that you don't usually see other resellers talking about. We put these together for you guys because it took us a long time to learn some of these things and they can really be game changers to your business depending on, you know, how you resell, what platforms you sell on. So we wanted to give you guys kind of a mix to touch on a few different platforms and a few different ways of reselling as well. All right. So the first secret we have for you. So if you are an Amazon seller, and you're sourcing for Amazon. And I guess this can apply whether you're in a retail store or even doing online arbitrage, but you can scan a photo of an item right off your computer screen and seller app to bring up the listing. So that's one thing that you can do. If you're on a website and you find an item that's a really good deal, you can use your phone, scan the item on your computer and it will bring up the listing. You can also do that if you're out and about doing retail arbitrage. If you're in a store, you know, you can either scan the barcode or scan the front of the item. All right. So the next secret that we have for you guys is to, if you're struggling to find inventory, especially if you're like a clothing um, and shoe reseller, try to do some searches for church thrift stores in your area. It was a couple years ago, like it was maybe like 2019, 2018. I stumbled upon, I was at a garage sale and someone told me about this church that has a thrift store in the basement of the church and they operate this thrift store on Friday nights and Saturday mornings. That's it. And they always are rotating the inventory every week. There's new stuff um, and they just do a really great job of making sure the stuff is clean and not smelly and they have a lot of new with tags items as well. They just get really amazing donations. Everything that is pre-owned is either $1 or $2 and new with tags items are a little bit you know, more expensive. Sometimes they're like around 5 or $6. But you guys, I walked out of that place Every single Friday night, I went there for years after I worked all week in the car business. I would drive from (laughs) south of Albany. It was like a 55-minute drive in Friday night traffic to get to this little church thrift store on time so I could be one of the first people in line. And I would walk out of there with garbage bags full of stuff. And like they had, it was rooms and rooms and rooms full of stuff. It was just like amazing, amazing items. Um, So do some digging and look within your community um like forums so next door your community facebook groups ask around some a lot of these places don't advertise i had lived in this area for over a decade <laughs> and i never heard of it before um a lot of churches will do like seasonal sales as well so maybe they'll do like a sale once or twice a year there's another one um even further north of me that they'll do um like a fill a bag sale in the spring and a fill a bag sale in the fall. And they just have people bring all kinds of stuff and you get these big paper bags and you can fill them. And it's like, I don't know, I think it was like 
three bucks or five bucks or something like that. It was amazing. So do some digging around your community. Look for churches that have some affiliation with like a thrift store that either they, you know, they run or they have in like the basement of their church, or maybe they have certain sales at specific times of the year. Usually they are way less crowded than, you know, Goodwills, Salvation Armies, the bins, stuff like that. And they have a lot lower prices than your typical thrift store. All right. So secret number three, which I think this is a really good one. If you live in an area and you want to know what other people are sourcing around you. So you go to eBay, you're going to search for a category, maybe something like new tags or shoes, and then sort to sold and then put in your zip code and mile range, and then you'll know what people are searching. So by doing that, it's going to come up with everything that has sold in your area that is close to you. So then you know, okay, well, this particular reseller is finding a lot of Hoka running shoes. Where are they going to find that? Or maybe, you know, there's a certain category that you're noticing that a lot of people in the area end up selling, such as like golf clubs. I know I've mentioned that before because this is the mecca for golfing. We golf pretty much year round. So this is just a really good hack to be able to find items to source within your area. All right. And secret number four that we have for you guys today is shop your own items to see how they come up for buyers. Say you're doing all your listings from a laptop or like a desktop computer. Use your phone. Actually, you should probably just use your phone to do this search anyways, because most buyers are using their mobile devices to shop eBay, Poshmark, Macari, any platform really. Um, It's just really important to understand what your buyers or potential buyers are seeing when they are doing searches. So knowing what your buyers see when they're doing this search, that can kind of help you edit your listing to be more buyer-friendly, search engine-friendly, platform-friendly. So sometimes we get into like the listing, you know, zone and we're just moving so fast and, you know, fluidly that we make a mistake and we don't even realize it until like someone brings it to our attention or maybe like two weeks later you're looking at your closet, your eBay listings, you're like, well, crap, I spelled Merrill wrong or whatever it might be. Um, so make sure you're checking for, you know, spelling mistakes, grammatical errors, all that good stuff. Maybe your description got cut off. You're doing a copy and paste and you didn't copy the whole thing from your notepad or whatever it might be. Um, so just doing searches for, especially if you're having items that are sitting for a long time that you know are priced competitively, you have a good quality item that, you know, is selling, like the sell through the rate is pretty good. You, you should search for it and see what the buyers are seeing, what the potential customers are seeing on their end. There, there might be something um, that stands out. So another example of this is on Macari, when you're doing a search for, let's say, you know, um, Madewell uh, booties, for example, when you put that in the search box, the results that pop up, they're not going to have listing titles. All that's there are images and a price. So in order to catch the buyer's attention, you know, all these images are popping up and price points are popping up. Your photograph needs to be something special for them to click on yours versus anyone else's. So that's just something to, you know, consider as like a Macari seller. Again, if your description's cut off, like people might not, you know, they want to maybe someone wants to read about the details of the item. We we know from being resellers that not everyone does read all the time, but there are some of us out there that want to know all of the details. And if it's cut off, a lot of people, they're just not going to bother 
sending you a message and asking you for the rest of the information. They're just going to move on to the next person. So kind of doing an audit of your listings, like I said, especially if you have an item that you know should be like moving pretty quickly, but isn't doing some searches, trying to figure out what you can do to make that listing better is I think really going to help your, your sales increase. Yeah, that is good advice. I actually did that. We sell a lot of Travis Matthew golf shirts and I spelt Matthew with two T's instead of one. So when it it wasn't pulling up the listings, because I kept thinking, man, we haven't sold any of these shirts in a really long time. What's going on? We sell them all the time. And then when I did a search, it came up with all of them were misspelled in the title, which ironically, yesterday, Casey and I were having lunch and he informed me that I am not very good at titling my listings. <laughs> so guess what Casey's going to be in charge of now? So maybe he sounds like do all themselves right up for it. <laughs> So yeah, that's really good advice. Always be going back through your listings and you'd be amazed like some of the things that you that are missing, even if it's like a color, the size, things like that can really help you get more sales when you have all the correct information. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day check.